Now it's fairly common out there that there is a rapture, a capturing together of those to meet the Lord in the air. Well, I have got news for you. I would be lying to you if I thought I believed in that because I believe instead of that, that the scriptures are preponderance of evidence that don't prove that at all, but as a matter of fact, are the exact opposite of that. Well, good day, everyone, or good evening, if the case may be, wherever you are. This is Pastor Dan Boone of Church of Tomorrow, and I appreciate so much the opportunity to come with you today to be able to share a few things. Uh, going to blow a few people's minds, so to speak, you know, but uh, to use an older phrase, but the truth of the matter is we are all settled on the truth of the Bible. Biblical truth is what we can bet our lives on, so to speak. It's what we can trust in. The Word of God is proven, it's, it's true and all that it affirms. And we want to make sure that we're all looking at Scripture correctly. And part of what we want to do here, and let's talk about it tomorrow, is to be able to get you to think, stimulate you to wholesome thinking, uh, the Apostle Peter said, uh, to give you some new ideas or maybe uh, some things for you to mull around. Investigate yourself. Uh, we don't have everything down, okay? We're still learning, and we will continue to learn as long as we're on this earth. But we want to encourage you to formul formulate your own beliefs, and we assure you that God assures you that His Word is true in everything it says. And like I said just a minute ago, it's true in all that it affirms. So the Bible will stand on its own laurels. The Bible will affirm itself. The Bible, in a multitude of two or three witnesses, let the Word be established. So we don't take just one verse out of context or one verse even maybe in context without uh, comparing it to the entire Word of God. One thing I like to look at too is the nature and character of God. Once you uh, really study uh, theology and uh, Maybe that's a foreign word to you, but anyway, once you study the Word of God and, and really get into the depths of the things of God and talk to the Holy Spirit and let Him tell you and show you things, then you're going to be a lot more apt to be able to understand the nature and character of God. It's kind of like me. You can ask me a question, what did I say about something a couple of weeks ago? I may not be able to tell you the exact words, but I can tell you what the gist of it would be because I don't change my mind on things like that. I try to use objective thinking, so I know how I would respond to your question two weeks ago, and I could give you the same or similar answer today. Well, God's perfect, and He certainly will do that. So uh, take that uh, and, 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 and think about that, ponder that, and compare it uh, to where you are right now in your life. The Bible says if we judge ourselves, we won't have to be judged. So I want the things that are inconsistent in me with God's Word to be changed. And the way I do that is to ponder the Word of God over and over. I want to re rehearse it in my mind. I want to use additional scriptures. I want to read before and after to make sure I have everything in a contextual meaning. Who is this being spoke to? What is the situation? What does it mean? Uh, at that time, what it will mean today, and let the Holy Spirit in my prayer life lead me through those things so I can better formulate and understand what God's saying to me today. And as a pastor, I have the responsibility of sharing things with you, with, with my church, with the people I talk to, 
that I believe from God's word. I, I don't want to pluck anything out and just throw the word at somebody. I want to enhance their understanding by giving them the opportunity to investigate, to study, to pray, uh, to look at maybe several translations to get a little bit more of a meaning out of it. You know, it's kind of like squeezing the last little bit out of your toothpaste tube. <laughs> Let's squeeze everything we can out of God's Word because there's plenty more coming anyway. Uh, praise God. So uh, what we're going to talk about today and next week, we'll start it today, we'll uh, end up next week, is what happened to the rapture? What happened to the rapture? Yeah, and people are going, what do you mean what happened to the rapture? Well, I'm glad you asked that question, so I'll just take a few minutes and share that with you. There is uh, a belief, a doctrine in, in, uh, that people have come up with uh, called the rapture, where the church of Jesus Christ and believers will be snatched out uh, of the earth prior to the great tribulation in those days uh, that are coming to us sooner or later. First of all, the one reason I'm sharing this is that the last days look like they're really close. Now, I can't tell you emphatically that we're in the last days, although I will tell you this for sure, we've never been closer to the last of the last days than we are this very day, 2022. So uh, we need to, to know what's coming. Uh, there's a lot that Scripture reveals. There's a lot more that Scripture doesn't reveal uh, because it is prophetic and we really want to understand it till it's on the other side of it. And that's just kind of the way that prophecy in Scripture goes. No man knows all this stuff. And Jesus said, you know, that no man's going to know the hour of the day or any of that kind of information uh, when all the things are coming to a close. So the truth the Bible has is there, Jesus is coming back. He will come back with His saints. He will come back to establish His kingdom. Uh, he will come back to uh, show us the things that we could have done that we're not doing uh, as He rules uh, for a thousand years uh, on earth. And we also know that in the end time there will be a judgment for each of us to stand before. And God will ask you and uh, me, uh, why should I let you into my eternal heaven? At that time uh, we can answer Him because of Jesus Christ and our trust and belief on him, upon Him, or we can, we can say, uh, hey, I don't want it. And that's what a lot of people are saying in earth today. They don't want Jesus. And they say that because they don't put their trust in Him. So if we don't accept Him, then we're not trusting Him, and we have nothing guaranteed in eternal life except to be apart from God in eternity. Uh, and the lake of fire is a very emphatic piece of Scripture that death and hell will be thrown into it. So we want everyone to become saved and come to the knowledge of truth. Why? Because that's what God said. We want everyone to have the opportunity to be discipled. Why? Because that's what God wants. Uh, we want everyone to become uh, a lover of Jesus Christ and understand Him as the Creator, as the Heavenly Father, as adopting us into the kingdom uh, through His dear Son, Jesus Christ, and the price and the atonement that Jesus Christ did on the cross. Uh, he was buried after he died on the cross. Three days later, he rose from the dead. That is the centerpiece document of the New Testament church and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you haven't made that decision in your life, yes, today is the day of salvation for you. And I encourage you to check that out further. Now, back to the rapture. The rapture was invented around 1829, I believe. I could be off a couple of years on that. 
uh, by a man by the name of Darby. Uh, he was not a theologian, <clears throat> he was a minister, and he, he came up with this idea that uh, we'd be snapped out of the earth, and he uses some scriptures to try to say that. Uh, it uh, grew a little bit during the 19th centuries with people like D.L. Moody and uh, Schofield Reference Bible. Uh, the, the last century, uh, the 20th century, uh, Dallas Theological Seminary picked it up, some other people have picked it up. Now it's fairly common out there that there is a rapture, a capturing together of those to meet the Lord in the air. Well, I have got news for you. I would be lying to you if I thought I believed in that because I believe instead of that, that the scriptures are preponderance of evidence that don't prove that at all, but as a matter of fact, are the exact opposite of that. And I'm gonna get into more of this next week with specific scriptures, but I, I checked this out myself and I am solid there. Now, this is not gonna make anybody go to heaven or not go to heaven. Please understand that. This is not gonna put anybody in hell or not keeping them from hell. <laughs> Please understand that. This is not a, an item that we should be divided on, you know, this group against that group. It's something of discussion and something important for this simple reason. I believe that everybody should be fully as informed as possible to the things that are in the future, that we can have solid doctrine on. And if you pick up the Bible for the first time in your life and you think that there is a scripture that says there's a rapture, then you can read it with that thought in mind. And yeah, you can pull out a few verses that would tend to say that. But if you pick up the Bible for the first time and you have no preconceived ideas, but you're just letting it speak to you as you read it, and that you, uh, excuse me, are that you believe that there is a second coming of Jesus Christ and not two comings, but just a second coming, then you will see and you will be able to believe that everything that they use as a verse to talk about the rapture is actually a verse, an additional verse about the second coming. There's only one, okay? And that's what we, we should understand through scripture. So if you read it uh, with no preconception, or if you read it, putting everything being read through the eyes of the second coming, then you'll see that those verses that they use for the rapture are, are, verses that actually substantiate the second coming. Now, like I said, specifically, we'll talk about some things next week, but here's a thought for you. And this is one of the things, I, let me give you a couple of things that, that bothered me uh, about the rapture itself. Number one is I wanted to see uh, everything that I believe in the Bible, in the Bible, first of all, I wanna see it practiced by the early Christian church I want to see it practiced during the times of the Reformation when the, the church would, had been off uh, center for a while and got back on during that time. Great men like Whitfield and, and uh, John Wesley and people like that uh, wrote numerous books, sermons, ideas, and you'll see those comparatively, uh, comparing, comparing them with the early church and certainly with the word of God. And then I wanna see it as something that I see today. So, you know, here I wanna go through the Bible, through the first century, through uh, the Reformation, and through uh, what we see today. 
And John Wesley said it a little bit differently, but it's very similar. And so if I put that in context to what I really uh, figure that is important, emphatic to understand the scriptures, there is nothing the first century church said about it. There's nothing in the Reformation about it. It was born, again, born in the 19th century. So that to me discounts the uh, investigation of scripture to try, to try to prove something that wasn't around until about 200 years ago. That's my first thing that I saw. And from that, I look at other uh, confirmations or denials. So, okay, I don't believe in the rapture, even though I hear this person and that person and this other person saying something about it. So what do I do? I would, first of all, get uh, on YouTube or a book or something like that of people that I really believe are noted theologians of today, people who uh, have lived the Bible, who are Hebrew, Greek scholars, first century church scholars, people like this. I looked first of all at N.T. Wright. I looked secondly at William Lane Craig. Uh, I've looked at other people like Dr. Michael Brown. And all of them are emphatically certain that there's no such thing as the rapture. So the rapture has gone away because it never was. And I'm not trying to be one who splits hairs or spoils your fun. I'm trying to say this, that I don't want to see anybody thinking that the rapture is going to happen before the great tribulation, and then it doesn't. And then they'll discount the whole Bible, as probably I wouldn't blame them. If the, the, the true theology is important that people get that, because without that, they see one thing, it's not lining up with the Bible, although they think it is lining up with the Bible through a, a lack of understanding and investigation, then what happens? They think, well, the rapture's not true, so I'm not going to believe the Bible. But it wasn't in there in the first place. The Bible is chunk full, and we're going to have fun next week on this for sure, because it didn't, it's, it's not going to happen. And a thousand years from now, we'll say it didn't happen. And we need to be prepared as the body of Christ. See, this is a time of falling away from some people, falling away from the, the truth of God's word. Most of those people really weren't born again originally or weren't a student in the word. And they're uh, what we call backsliding. Maybe they never were in the first place. But the point is, that's happening right now. It's happening right now that people in foreign countries are in a great time of tribulation because their lives are being sniffed out. They're being thrown into jail. All kinds of awful things are happening. It just happens to be that we in America happen to live in a free country, or at least sort of free, <laughs> uh, tongue in cheek, that we can have the opportunity to be open uh, about the things that are going on and to speak against things that we see that are not true. One last thought, and I'll leave you with this one before I say goodbye this week. And that is everybody, including those that believe in a rapture, believe that there will be people saved during the tribulation, during the bad times that come on. And the truth of the matter is, and the question I have, who is going to disciple them? That's the last commandment Jesus left us with in Matthew 28 to make disciples of all people groups. How can people 
be discipled if there's no one there to disciple them. Amen. See you next week and we'll wrap this up and give you some specific points on what happened to the rapture. Come and visit us this Sunday, 10 a.m., 6800 North Bryant, Oklahoma City, 73034. Church of Tomorrow, again, 10 a.m. We love you. We're here for you. Send your prayer request in. Put the notes in, whatever you need to do to be able to make a comment, to like us, to share us. Help us uh, get this word out to more people. And I'll hope to see you either here or there later on. There be in heaven. In Jesus' name, bye-bye.